Greetings, greetings, greetings. You're now listening to No Pork and All Pearls, podcast for manifestation, podcast for self-actualization, and a podcast that equips you with the tools to live your life by design and not by default. I want to take this time to give thanks to the ancestors, because if it was not for them, there would be no me. I want to take time to give thanks to all of the light workers who give the ultimate sacrifice, and that's the sacrifice of giving of yourself for the upliftment of humanity. And I want to take this time to give thanks to each and every one of you, the listeners. It's because of you why I do this, and not just you who are listening currently, but for those who will come in the future seeking the information to heal our nation. Well, here we are again with another episode and basically I'm going to get right to it. Um, This episode is simply entitled It's Time. Tonight the episode is called It's Time. One more time. Tonight's episode is entitled It's Time. And basically, it's time has been derived because of the place where we find ourselves at currently. And I want to take this moment to basically speak to those who will be coming in the future. And the reason I want to speak to those who will be coming in the future is because the ones who are here doing this present experience in this present time right now, uh, many of them have missed it. Um, They have not been able to see or discern or even comprehend what's happening in the now moment and it's unfortunate but it is what it is um we're in a time right now where many are deciding to just go ahead and just allow others to dictate their fate and allow others to make decisions for them and they're allowing others to basically help them to exterminate themselves and what am I saying when I'm saying this I'm basically saying that when many of you look upon your past, which is my present right now, and you ask the questions on, um, did anybody stand up or did anybody um, try to prevent the atrocities that are occurring for you to be 
historical events, but for this people, it's a current event. And um, when you ask the question, did anybody try to stand up? Just know that there were many individuals that were doing the best that they could with the tools and the resources that they had at their disposal. And a lot of the ones who were trying to um, stand and speak out, trying to educate or teach, trying to uh, uplift, trying to equip others with tools in which they needed, and um, also those who were trying to um, show the way were met with fierce opposition, and the opposition came with such a force, and it was a subtle force, because many of the um, people were not even aware that they were being faced by opposition, and many of the people actually aligned with the opposition due to the state and the condition of fear in which they um, found themselves in. Now, currently, today would be September the 10th. That's what it's called, September the 10th. And the time that we're in now, many people actually think that that is the ninth month. They think that that's the ninth month, nine. When the word is September with the prefix sep. And when you see that prefix sep, it's an indicator that it's seven. Why is that significant? It's significant because in ancient Hebraic law, ancient Hebraic law, which many people misnomer and call it Jewish law. The seventh month is a very sacred month. Seven is a very sacred month. And many people are not even aware of the thing that's even occurring. But in this time frame, uh, you have a situation where they are trying to um, mandate forced uh, forced um, I'm trying to think of a good way of how to say this forced inoculations inoculations maybe we can say it that way some people will call it a jab. Some people will call it uh, a V-shot. They call it all kind of stuff because people are actually having to um, say things without saying them. And, you know, that's pretty much what um, any of the master teachers or any of the masters throughout history had to do as well. They've all had to learn how to say things without actually saying it. And that's why many of them chose to teach in parable forms 
because this is nothing new. They said there is nothing new under the sun. So, however, um, it's happening yet once again. And once again, the people, many of them are blinded to what's happening and they don't understand what's going on. But let me just say this. Let me just put it in plain um, language. So, today is the 10th. The 10th is a, a very special day when it comes to the seventh month. And it's special according to Hebraic law. But before you get to the 10th day, you also have the first day. And the first day of the seventh month is actually referred to and known commonly in this day and time as the Festival of Trumpets. The Festival of Trumpets. And um, the words that they're using, that they call it in so-called Jewish language, they call it the Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Now, why am I talking about the Rosh Hashanah and Festival of Trumpets? Why am I talking about that? I'm talking about that because I'm going to actually go through and I'm going to read what the instructions are for the Festival of Trumpets. But before I do that and read what is saying that has to occur and what will occur, let me just let you know what the Festival of Trumpet is symbolic for. It's for the so-called Jewish people. It's the new year. It's the new year for them. Um, it's also a time for repentance, a time where they reflect on themselves and they go within and they correct things or whatever that they've been doing wrong and they try to become better. But it's also a time for them for justice to occur. It's a time for justice. So also during this time, declarations of war are administered. You know what I'm saying? Hence the form, hence the term uh, trumpets, festival of trumpets. Trumpets indicate the beginning of war. It's the beginning of the year. Also, it's the beginning of a new order. Let's say that, a new order. And that'll probably be a trigger for many people when they hear that and they probably connect some dots, a new order, a new way of things. And some people even say like the coming or the second coming of Christ. You know, they say it's, it's, it's symbolic for the second coming of Christ. Now, with all that being said, many of the people don't really understand what's happening right before their face and what's going on. Many people was off um, from any work, any labor on September the 6th. September the 6th, which was referred to by the populace as Labor Day. That was Labor Day. But really, September the 6th was the eve before the seventh day of September, 
which is a very significant day in the festival of trumpets. So when I come back, we're going to take a break. When I come back, we're going to dive into understanding what the festival of trumpets is. We're going to read and see what that's all about. And we're going to really understand the time that we in right now and what's going on and what's happening. And I'm going to bring home to you tonight all the teachings, all the different information I've been putting out, why I've been putting this information out, and now why it's time for the start utilizing this information that I've been given because it's time. So stay tuned for tonight's episode. It's time on No Pork and All Pearls, and we'll be back after this short break. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And tonight, the message is, it's time. Now, in the last segment, I set up and I was basically letting you know that the time that we find ourselves in right now, the period, is actually the Festival of Trumpets. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go to um, Leviticus. We're going to go to Leviticus. And we're going to read in the 24th chapter of Leviticus. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. Not the 24th chapter. We're going to read in the 23rd chapter. And we're going to go to verse 24. So Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 24. And let's read. It says, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall be a solemn rest unto you, a memorial proclaimed with the blast of horns. A holy convocation. Ye shall do no manner of servile work, and ye shall bring an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, how be it on the tenth day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. There shall be a holy convocation unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls, and ye shall bring an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And ye shall do no manner of work in that same day. For it is a day of atonement to make atonement for you before the Lord your God. For whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from his people. And whatsoever 
soul it be that doeth any manner of work in that same day, that soul will I destroy from among his people. Ye shall do no manner of work. It is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. It shall be until you a Sabbath of solemn rest, and you or ye shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at even. From even unto even shall ye keep your Sabbath. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth day of this seventh month is the Feast of Tabernacles. For seven days unto the Lord, on the first day shall be a holy convocation. Ye shall do no manner of servile work. Seven days ye shall bring an offering made by fire unto the Lord. On the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you. And ye shall bring an offering made by fire unto the Lord, and it is a day of solemn assembly. Ye shall do no manner of work. These are the appointed seasons of the Lord. Okay. Okay. Now, what I just read to you was some specific instructions coming from the Hebraic law about the seven month. And I read about the first day, which they said should be a day that's a, mem a memorial proclaimed with the blast of horns. That's where you get the whole thing about the feast of trumpets. Now, it's called Rosh Hashanah, and they have different ceremonies, and they have different meals that they eat. Um, they also blow horns. They blow horns on that day, and um, it's a series of horn blasts that they blow. Like, they start off with, like, maybe one blast, and then they come back with maybe, like, two or three blasts or something like that. And then they come with, like, multiple rapid blasts. And then they come with, like, these very, very long blasts. But... The thing is, with the blast of the horn, it's four different horns that they blast. So they have different tones and different vibrations. So I want us to not look at so much the horns. I just want us to look at the vibrational aspect of what's being done. And these different tones and these different vibrations send out different levels of energy. So... That's key. That's key because it's part of the rituals and stuff that they're invoking that they're using. Now, why is this so important? Like, you know, where am I going with this? I'm talking about it's time. This is important because 
it's all about energy. It's all about vibration. And it's all about understanding the seasons and the times that we're in. The season that we're in is actually symbolic for the fall season, which is also called the harvest season. This is the harvest season. Now, many times when people hear things about harvesting, you know, we're thinking about crops and stuff like that, things that, you know, have been grown throughout the year. Now it's time to harvest those crops, you know, so that we can have a supply for the winter months that's going to be coming soon. It's symbolic that winter will be coming soon, so we harvest things so we can start like preparing for the winter. But harvesting is also a term utilized when it comes to a people. Harvesting is also a term that's used when they talk about a people and not in a good way. Not in a good way. It's in a manner in which a removal of a defective people or a removal or of an unjust people and not necessarily unjust people or unrighteous people, shall I say, or people who are deemed as undesirables or people who are deemed as lawless or people that is deemed as vagabonds ruffians i can use all type of terms but that's not helping by me saying words and you know basically trying to um utilize the extent of my vocabulary it's not about that it's just trying to get people to understand what's really going on and what's at play now it's a group of people that is basically declaring war on other people and the way that they're doing this and the way that they're justifying this is they are trying to keep the laws of the land and they're trying to keep the customs and the traditions laid and established by the ancient people or the ancestors of the land the ones who were the originators, the ones who laid down the law from the beginning. This was covenants that was already established throughout the land. So you got a group of people that's been trying to keep other people away from the law. They've been trying to keep people away from the law and utilizing the law properly and following the law to a letter and by a T. So you had a group of people that's been basically concealing that law and hiding it but them themselves they're following the law and they're going along with the customs and traditions and carrying them carrying on and they're hoping that the remainder of the people remain lawless and it's through the people being lawless that a lot of travesties are able to occur to them Things are happening to them basically because they are not in alignment with the law and they're not following the law. This is why I've always been stressing to get in alignment with nature 
and follow nature and get back in tune with nature and the laws of nature. So I know a lot of people may have just thought that, you know, the thing that I've been saying is just insignificant or like, you know, what's the purpose of hearing what he has to say and everything he's saying is just redundant and it's pretty much the same thing over and over and over again. But I've been trying to basically recalibrate the way that you've been trained to think and get you out of that and to get you back to a place where you can think for yourself and get you into a place where you can actually start questioning a lot of things that you've been trained to do and you can actually start thinking for yourself and actually seeking nature and the creator for yourself so that you can be guided to do the proper things in this proper time. You know, it's always a time and a place for everything. It's a time and a place for everything. For every cause, there's an effect. You know, that's one of the natural laws, the law of cause and effect. You know, it's it's always a reason for why things are happening and when they happen and why they're happening. Now, there was an announcement made on September the 9th. This announcement was made about there's going to be forced mandates for individuals who are working for the federal government or who are contracting with the federal government to have to take um the 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 jabs or whatever we can say so that was given one day before the day which was the 10th day which is that day that's supposed to be the day of atonement why was it given on that day why was it given on the ninth why was it given on the ninth it was given on the ninth because when the 10th came over, and then it was also given, I think uh, it was like 5 p.m. was when the announcement was made, 5 p.m. And I think that carried over to about 5.30, maybe almost 6 o'clock or so. But that's actually right on the cusp of the beginning of the new day because the new day starts the eve prior to the day. So, like, for instance, September the 10th, which is Friday. September the 10th actually began around 6 on Thursday because it's the evening and then the morning. It's the evening and then the morning. So, the evening of Thursday was the beginning of the 10th of September. And then that carries over to the evening of this day, which is Friday. Now, why is that important to know? It's important to know that because the 10th day is the day of atonement. And it's the day that they said you're not supposed to do any work and you're supposed to basically use that as a time 
to make atonement to the Lord or whatever. Now, anytime between that period from that evening of Thursday to the evening of Friday is that period which was laid out as the 10th of September. So they give you that news, the distressing news, right before the atonement period. So when that energy comes in, because remember, we're talking about energy. It's all about energy. When that energy comes in for rest and atonement, you got a lot of individuals that's going to be worrying and fearful about what's happening. And you're going to have people that's going to be frightened and scrambling, scared. So they're not at peace. They're not at rest. Their mind's not at ease. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to understand the strategic manner and how they're positioning things and how they're doing certain things to cause affliction be upon the people. So I'm gonna, we're going to take a break. And we're going to come back. And we're going to dive more into tonight's episode. It's time on No Pork and All Pearl. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And tonight we've been dealing with it's time. It's time. And when I say it's time, what is it time for? It's time that we get an understanding of where we are right now and what we're dealing with. And not only where we are and what we're dealing with, it's time for us to start utilizing all of this information and knowledge and wisdom and everything that we've been given, all this stuff that many of us proclaim to have, you know, we're so spiritual and, you know, we're so enlightened or we're so conscious, you know, all these terms that we've given ourselves about who we are, that we place ourselves on this pedestal where we feel like we don't have to, listen to what people are saying or we don't have to support what people are doing because we got this, you know, oh, um, why, why does it matter if I listen to what these people are, are telling me or what they're saying, you know, they're just saying words. It don't matter. That's cool. If you're in tune with nature, if you're in tune with nature, all you need to do is be in tune with the energies that's at play and be in, a, in alignment and be able to do what's required in that moment. That's what I'm saying. It's time. It's time right now for some things for you to be doing. Like, it's things that you should be doing. This is the time where you should be using your ashe. Because the only reason why many people are perishing and the many people are not being successful is because you got a group of people that's using spiritual forces and and magic or whatever against you. Many people are using spiritual magic and forces against you. And the the way they're using it against you is by keeping you from using your spiritual magic and your spiritual ashe, shall we say. And it's very important that you get in alignment with your ashe. You need to get in alignment with your ashe because that's how... The people are perishing. 
They say people perish for the lack of knowledge. This is true. People are perishing for the lack of knowledge. But what knowledge is it that they're lacking? It's the knowledge of themselves, of who they are, the knowledge of their traditions, the knowledge of their cultures, the knowledge of their energies, the things that you're supposed to be utilizing. So what is your ashe? What is you supposed to be using? What type of ashe do you have? This is where it comes in, where you have to find this information for yourself. It's based off of who you are. It's based off of who you are. It's based off of your makeup, your cosmic makeup, your physiology, your genetical makeup. These things, these are things you have to find for yourself. You got to look these things up for yourself. And I know most people who listen, you know, they're probably familiar with astrology and with birth charts and different things like that. But uh, this is for the ones who may not be familiar with those things who may have come in the future or may have come and you're new to the party. You need to get in, a, in alignment with your astrological makeup. Understand your astrology about yourself. Know who you are. Because it's in knowing who you are that you can get in alignment and in the tune with your own personal ashe. We all have power. We all have energy. Um, I was watching a show, and the show was called Loki. And I haven't finished watching. I just watched, like, maybe one episode. But in the show, it was talking about um, these three men. Well, um, it was talking about mythology. It was talking about, like, the three gods or the three keepers of time. They was calling them the timekeepers. And basically, these three timekeepers, what it was talking about is it's talking about the constellation of Orion. And not only was the constellation of Orion, but it was talking about those three stars in Orion's belt. Now, those three stars that's in the belt of Orion have also been known as the three wise men. The three wise men that people have always spoke of have been the three stars that's connected in the belt of Orion. Now, those stars are called the Mentaka, the Mentaka, the Alnilium, the Alnilium, spelled A-L-N-I-L-A-M, and the Alnitak, the Alnitak, which is spelled A-L-N-I-T-A-K. Now, these three stars... These three stars are the three energies that affect you the most. These three stars are the energies that affect you the most. And when you're talking about biblical terms, they talk about the Father, the Son, and they say the Holy Spirit, but we know the Divine Mother. We know it's the Divine Mother. So the Father the sun, and the divine mother. That's those energies. The same three energies. Some people call it the three gates. The three gates. Now, for all my people that's dealing with astrology, 
what do they always teach us to always focus on? They always say, what's your sun sign? What's your moon sign? And what's your rising sign? Right? Sun, moon, and rising. Come on now. Sun, moon, and rising. Father, son, divine mother. The three stars in the belt of Orion. It's all talking about three energies that's affecting you personally. And I'm talking about this because we're talking about getting in tune with your Ashe. Getting in tune with your Ashe. I can't tell you what your Ashe is. I can't because I'm not you per se. You know, we're all one because we're all connected, but we all have different experiences with the same energy in different aspects. Just like light being shined through crystals or whatever. Lights being shined through crystals in their own different aspects or different planes. You got different colors or whatever, like the different beams of a light that formulate when it goes through the crystal, which many people look at like the seven colors of the chakra system. You know, it's all different aspects. It's, it's one light that's being shined through prisms that promote different levels of visual experiences of that light. So when you understand that we're all different aspects of the light and we're all experiencing it on different levels, but you have to get in tune with your own. I say you have to get in tune with your own. I say and be in alignment with your own. I say, because that keeps you on the right side of what's going on. And when I'm saying the right side, you have a lot of people that are experiencing great calamity right now and great hardships and and a lot of things are very chaotic in many people's lives right now because they're not in alignment. And this is what I've been talking about all this time about getting in tune with nature, going back to nature. Um, making sure that you understanding the laws of nature, you know, utilizing the mind science, the way you're thinking, your thinking is important because how you think is what you create your thought patterns and the, and the things that you're, you're thinking in your mind is creating your reality. But see what many people don't understand is that you have individuals who are actually guiding your thought process. You got people that are actually helping you to think certain ways and to basically plant seeds within your mind to cause you to actually develop certain thought patterns and processes that many times they're not your organic thought processes and your your organic Thought patterns is not the way that you would naturally think if it was just you, if you were in tune with just yourself. So all these things are affecting your experience right now. And all these things are things that are at play and it's being used against you because many people are not aware of what time it is. But we're going to take another break and we're going to come back and we're going to continue with more of tonight's episode. It's time on No Pork in Our Pearls.
and we're back to no pork and all pearls. And basically, I was just telling you that it's time that we get in tune with our own personal ache, and we have to utilize the information, the knowledge, the wisdom, everything that we've been given. And one of the things that I've been able to do is been able to help people um, who's been coming my way. And what I want to do right now is I want to just help a few people who may decide to tune in and listen this week. You know, if you did, I'm glad. But if not, well, you know, oh, well. But many people that have to go through the situation with this um, mandate or whatever of what they have to get <laughs> to keep their employment, or the jobs, or even their contracts. Because, see, the thing is, the trick bag is that, you know, um, it's not just even for the ones who are working for the federal governments. It's also the ones who are choosing to contract with the federal governments. They, they're getting them like that, too. So the ones who are choosing the contract, so that's private entities and private businesses or whatever who want to contract with the federal government, they are being almost bamboozled into forcing the people who are performing their tasks to have to get jabbed. So what we must understand is we must understand our stance and our rights that we have. And my thing is all about freedom of choice, free will. Free will, freedom of choice. So whether you for or against or whatever, make sure that it's your choice. Make sure that it's your choice because that's at the end of the day, it's about what you are choosing to do. It's about what you are choosing to do because this is how you're being judged. You're being judged by your actions, the things that you're choosing to do. Now, if you find yourself in that situation where you have to um, make a decision, understand that you have Title Seven, Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Look at Title Seven. Seven, that number seven. Once again, we're in the seventh month or September, which many people have misnomered as the ninth month. But understand, seven, it's all about seven right now. Seven is at play. This is energy. This is numerology. These are certain keys that you need to understand. Now, remember I said seven is a sacred number. Now, Title Seven talks about your right to be able to use a religious exemption. It talks about your right to be able to use a religious exemption. Now, 
it doesn't matter what religion. It doesn't matter what religion. It matters about your religious convictions. It's, it matters about your religious convictions. What are your religious convictions? And it has to be an organic religion, religious conviction, and it has to be a true religious conviction. So whatever it is that you recognize as far as the creator and however you acknowledge the creator, whichever way that you choose, make sure that you express your strong religious conviction and put it in writing. When I say put it in writing, I'm talking about creating an affidavit, creating an affidavit. So, and I've helped other people to do this as well. Like, you know, this is not something that I'm just basically just throwing against the wall, hoping that it stick. This is legitimate stuff that you can do for yourself, but you have to do this yourself. I'm not giving legal advice. I'm not giving any type of um, legal counsel or nothing like that. This is not what I'm doing. I'm just sharing information. I'm just letting you know. But express your religious convictions in the affidavit form. Remind your employers or whomever is trying to mandate you to get whatever they're trying to mandate you to get. Remind them of your rights that you have and remind them of the authority that back up your rights, which is Title Seven. Title Seven and Title Seven, you can go to Section Seven O Three or Section Two Zero 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 E Dash Two. But you can just utilize Section Seven O Three, and you'll find within there it talks about the unlawful. Employment practices. It talks about um, labor organization practices, the employment agency practices. It talks about all those things or whatever. And in there, it expresses a strong reproach that you cannot be discriminated against due to your race, color, religion, sex, or National origin. It's all throughout there. But this is a point of reference that you can use. Also, utilize your constitutional right of your freedom to religion. You have a constitutional right which enforces your freedom to religion. Now, understand that your rights come from the God of nature. Your right comes from the universal creator, the God of nature. Constitution doesn't give you rights. The Constitution does not give you rights. 
your right comes from your creator. And not only do your right come from your creator, but you have the right to enforce the rights given to you by your creator. And the Constitution protects you in doing so. I hope you understand what I'm saying. The Constitution protects you in enforcing your rights that are given to you by your creator. So you have to stand up and you have to basically express what it is that you believe and what you stand on and what your convictions are given to you by your God the way that you choose to recognize God. And you got to stand on that. So it's not about trying to find somebody to do something for you or to find somebody to write a letter for you or a note for you or to sign off on something on your behalf. You have to do this for yourself. And I'm giving you these jewels and these nuggets and what you can go and you can do for yourself. Make sure this affidavit that you construct Make sure that you get it notarized. Make sure that you get it notarized. Now, guess what? You can't find a notary or you don't have a notary. You don't know a notary. You can get two or three witnesses on your behalf. Two or three witnesses to sign off on your behalf. Now, that makes it official. That makes it official. However, I I would say a notary would probably be the better way to do it. But if you have no notary, you don't know a notary or you don't have any access to a notary, you can also utilize the two or three witness concept. You can also do that. Now, that process, that's a common law process. And a lot of organizations or a lot of corporations may not respect the common law process. And they may try to reject it because they're not private entities. You know, a lot of these places are corporations. And they're probably government funded or they're probably operating under some of the statutes that's levied down by some type of a organization such as the government or something like that. So a lot of times they may not want to accept that and it's really their right to accept or not accept it because that's a whole different jurisdiction. However, lawfully, lawfully, not necessarily legally, but lawfully, when we follow in divine law and laws of nature, if you can get two to three witnesses to witness what you're saying and the oath that you're making and that you're taking, that can hold up in the court of law. That can hold up in the court of law. And it, it depends on what type of court you take it to as well because some of the courts are not necessarily lawful courts. You got different types of courts or whatever. So, but that's a whole nother lesson about a whole nother thing. So, like I'm saying, a notary will probably be 
a better route if you can go get your affidavit notarized. But if you want to utilize your religious exemption, make sure you cite Title Seven and familiarize yourself with Title Seven. Take time to go and read Title Seven and, and understand what type of protections are in place for your benefit. And make sure you cite Constitution where it protects your right to religion or your religious freedom. You have that right. And also make sure you express what it is. That's your conviction, your religious conviction of why you feel that that's not the way for you to go, you know? So it's time. It's time for you to do the things that we've been talking about all this time. It's it's not time for talk anymore. It's time for demonstration because your rights have been under attack. Your rights have been under attack for some quite some time. But now it's almost a full-fledged war has been declared on your right to choose for yourself. Your right to choose for yourself has almost been literally stripped away from you. And it's not been stripped away from you because um, someone was physically able to strip it away. It's been stripped away from you because someone is combating you. They're combating you in a way that many of you are not even aware of. It's psychological combating. It's psychological warfare. They're getting you to acquiesce to their demands and to the things that they want you to do. They're getting you to consent. They're getting you to create doubt in your mind like, well, maybe I should just go ahead and do this or whatever. But it's a psychological war because it's going against your physiology. It's going against your better judgment. It's going against your intuition. It's going against everything that you feel within yourself. And it's actually going against your personal ashe, your power, because your body has the power to do everything that they're saying that these mandates are going to do for you. Your body can do those things naturally if you give it the right tools, if you give it the right conditions, and if you give it the proper rest. Understand that you have to give it the proper rest. You have to give it the proper tools and you have to give it the proper conditions to function properly. So evaluate the way that you're eating. Evaluate the amount of rest you're getting. Evaluate your thought patterns and your thought processes and the stress you're putting yourself under. You have to go in and you have to declutter your life. And you have to take inventory over your life and you have to get yourself in a position where you can't function at a high level. But it all starts with you. But it's time. It's time now because if you don't act now and if you don't stand now and if you don't do the things that's required of you to do right now, then, you know, what happens is what happens. But don't say that you was not warned. 
Don't say that you didn't have the tools that was necessary for you to make an informed decision. And don't say that you didn't know. Because there are so many people that's been putting work in and that's been doing their part to make sure that you can know. And I know a lot of times many of us are stuck in the celebrity of people and we, we want to find the person who has the most glitz and the glamour or whatever and listen to them and follow them. But see, when you're doing that, a lot of times you're setting yourself up to be led astray. When the true star is you, you are the true star. And this is what I've always taught. And this is what I've always encouraged that you look within and you understand who you are and that you get in tune with nature and your own personal shape. And when you do that, then you won't have to worry about someone trying to take advantage of you. I'm not trying to um, get you to do anything for me. As far as like building me up or doing anything for me or or making me popular or I'm not doing this for accolades and all that kind of stuff. I'm doing this to create gods within you and to help you to step into your own power. You know, I need people that are just as strong and that are just as capable and able to stand on their own square because the more of us that can stand then the more unified and the more stronger we can become and that's the only way that we're going to be able to make it like I always talk about unity I always talk about love I always talk about being able to come together and be righteous. And I always say righteous is what's right for us. What's right for you, what's right for me, righteous. You know? So that's all I have on this episode. But just please stay in tune and continue to pass the word about the show and continue to, to tune in. I'm going to continue to do what I can on the platforms that's available to me while it is. And I pretty much try to do this uncompromised and pure. And, you know, I don't have a worry or care in the world about um, the way I'm putting out the information because I'm doing everything that's in alignment with the creator and with nature. You know, I'm doing it naturally. So... You know, I don't have to worry about any type of guidelines or any type of restrictions because at the end of the day, everything I'm giving to you is not nothing new. It's stuff that's already inside of you and it's already stuff that the ancestors have already laid out for us. So everything I'm saying can be researched. Everything I'm saying you can find for yourself. You know, it's not no big eye and little use or nothing like that. Is we all have the capabilities to be the best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be. And I'm just encouraging you to do so. So thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. And I'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, I want to leave you with peace, love, and shalom.